0: welcome to flip the switch on life podcast i'm your host jessica marie i'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life i guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode so excited to share. Ooh, this one is for the women. And men, if you're listening, you got to be open to the divine feminine of pure sacred sexuality because we are dropping in. <laughs> I'm so excited to start sharing more of these messages and conversations and dialogues all around reconnecting with our sexuality and sensuality as women and A couple episodes ago, I started sharing my own experience and started to get people who were reaching out with questions on the podcast all around sexuality, how to reclaim it, how to reignite the spark in the relationship. And I want to start normalizing these conversations because as I start to evolve and expand myself, I start to share more of that. And through my experience with my breakup a few – six months ago – I really started to dive deeper into my sexuality, my sensuality, my beliefs around relationships. And so today's podcast is with a great friend of mine and also fellow coach, Erica Hepperly. And she is somebody who I look up to around embodiment of the feminine and the connection and the normalcy and the experience she's created with her own body and her own sexuality and how it's really expanded her business, her love life, and most importantly, the relationship with herself. And so in this episode, we're diving deeper into her sexual journey and how she's gotten to where she's gotten to and also where she's been able to transform herself and how she's been working with clients on this and giving y'all tips on how to really enhance your sensuality and sexuality for just more happiness in life, more fulfillment in your relationships, and ultimately a deeper intimate connection with who you truly are and allowing that to be fully authentically expressed. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Flip the Switch on Life. I'm so excited for this episode because I have a dear friend of mine, Miss Erica Hepperly, on the show today. I'm so excited to have her here because we're talking all things around sensual and sexuality. And Erica, to me, not only as a friend, but also as an inspirational mentor, coach, uh, she has really demonstrated so much of what it feels like the lusciousness, the fulfillment of what it feels like to be back at home in your body and especially connected to your sensual and sexuality. So Erica is the owner of Fearless Femme Project, a women's self-intimacy brand for women in leadership. She facilitates transformational somatic self-intimacy and embodiment experiences for women in love, life, and leadership. She is the concierge that will guide you to fall back in love with your life and find home in your body. She helps pave a path to own all of your authentic expression, your innate magic and sensual connection. The deepening of your self-intimacy allows you to amplify the alignment in your life, love, and leadership. So, Erica, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Having me, I'm so excited to be here and to just dive into the deliciousness that's available for life. So
0: yay. I love that. And Erica came into the podcast last year too. And I think we were talking a little bit more around um, like self intimacy within your business and like really owning who you are. So I love that we're just really going a little bit deeper into really what it means and what it takes to become that embodied version of you. And as I've been on my own deep journey of sexuality, sensuality over the last few months, I've recognized how important and potent it is to have that connection with yourself. So Erica, I would love to hear more about your journey with sexuality and and why is it such a big pillar of your brand? Why are you finding it that women need this so deeply in order to become like the most authentic version of
1: themselves. (laughs) I love this question. I just love all of this, the topic of sensuality and sexuality and really finding home in your body. And so why it's important. I feel that when a woman is in tune and tapped into all aspects of herself, That's when she becomes an unstoppable woman. So I'm a true believer that there are all these different types of bodies within your own single body. So if your physical body, which is obviously what you see, what you work on health-wise, fitness-wise, your mental body, that's your mindset, your emotional body, which is understanding emotional intimacy, your sensual body, which is a connection to your sensations, how you be in tune with your emotions and you have your sexual body and then your energetic body. So physical, mental, emotional, sensual, sexual, energetic, and spiritual. Those are what I believe to be how you ignite magnetism, how you show up in a room and command the fucking room because you know who you are. You've explored all of those bodies. And so you have nothing to hide. You're just- here, you're, you're, you're in tapped in. You can talk about anything. And I know right before we got on this podcast, like, is there anything that you just don't want to talk about? And I'm like, no, like I'm open book to talk about it all because I've explored it all within myself. And there's no shame in my game. You can know anything and everything about me. And that's what I think is an unstoppable woman. That's why it's so important to explore your sensual and sexual body as well, because In this work, when we're diving into like self development, healing, um, personal growth, there's a lot of like focus on the mindset, there's a lot of focus on the physical body, there's a lot of focus on even now moving into emotional intimacy, but not a lot is talked about when it comes to your sense sensual body, which is not even about the bedroom, um, and then your sexual body, which is really like your life force energy. So yeah, that's why it's so freaking potent is when you know all aspects of you, you have nothing to hide. And a woman that has nothing to hide, she's an unstoppable woman.
0: Oof. I love that. And I resonate with that so much, especially as I've been, you know, I've been doing this work for <clears throat> like three years going on four years now. And I know that you've been on your journey for, I think, almost six, seven or so. Yeah, And I say I really journey. Know. Yeah. And it's a journey as in like delving deeper into the depths of ourselves and really uncovering these layers of shame, really, you mentioned shame a few times. And I want to get deeper into that later in the podcast. But it's like delving deeper into our shame and our guilt and our just like, like, really hurting ourselves for who we really truly are. And when it comes to being this like, whole woman, when it comes to really stepping into our authentic expression like you said it's it's not feeling shameful about any part of you and when you can explore the depths of all parts of you and i think as women we've been so oppressed over generations and suppressed and repressed for maybe our own physical um in this lifetime experiences where it really holds us back so deeply mm-hmm. and so how was it for you how did when did you notice when you were sexually oppressed. I'll use that word in the moment. And how did you realize that it was actually um, holding you back in your life, your love, your business? Like, what was that moment for you? And how did you realize like, whoa, there's something here to explore?
1: Ooh, I don't know if it was a specific moment, but I would say that what I started to uncover along my journey was this very promiscuous side of me. So in in high school, and no, I would say mostly in college, I had come out of a situationship that was about six years long and I was hurt and I was in pain and I was like, fuck this. I'm never going to be that again. I'm going to be the one that is in the leading role of sexuality, I guess you could say. And so I never wanted to get hurt. So I'm no shame in my game. I slept around a fuck ton. And within that, I started to realize how draining it was, how unfulfilling it was, how lonely I would feel afterwards. And then I went to the full opposite extreme where I was like, that's not what I want to do. I'm totally feeling icky with doing this. And I was doing it because I was reaching for love. I was reaching to feel worthy, but I was keeping all these walls and guards up because I was playing the game that quote unquote, I felt like men would do. Mm -hmm. So I can just go in, sleep with you, bounce at three o'clock in the morning and never have to hear from you again, or never have to put my heart out there never have to be vulnerable because I didn't want to get to that. I didn't want to get hurt again. So I was to the opposite extreme where I decided that instead of doing that, I was going to find something else and in my extremist tendencies that I've explored in the past six years I'm either or so I was like fuck that I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna engage with any men sexually and I went on like a three-year celibacy journey Uh, not necessarily on purpose but it was felt like it was unconscious subconscious So that was when I started to explore that. And then that's when I started to get sick and get ill with my body. So I was a bodybuilder for about three, three and a half years. And I was like, why am I doing this? And my body shut down. My, I started gaining weight. I was 5% body fat and I started gaining weight rapidly, like two pounds a week. And so in, I don't know, three, four, five, six months, probably like four or five, six months. I gained about 65 pounds, wow. do the math, however, about two. Um, and I was like, wow, my body is speaking a language that I don't really know what's going on. And so I didn't know at that point, I wasn't as conscious with my body. I was so about treating the effect, which is how do I lose weight? How do I manipulate my food? How do I exercise more? And within that I start. I gained weight. And so my whole ego was attached to my physical body. I had been in fitness modeling. I had been had a crazy ass transformation where I got so much external validation and then I lost it all. And so I felt like I was stripped of anything that I knew myself to be, which was my body. Mm. And therefore I was gaining weight. I was binging. I was purging. I, there was just a lot that was transpiring in my body and I knew that something needed to change. And so I remembered my journey in college, sleeping around, waking up in random people's beds, being like, how did I get here? Making it a joke, kind of uh, pushing it to the side, shoving it under the rug. And as I started diving deeper, I was like, this probably plays a huge ass role. And that's when I started to explore my sexuality and the journey of intimacy. So I got into somatic sex, somatic sexology with a a practitioner, and we dove into intervaginal work, which is really allowing you to explore somatically what is being held as pain, trauma, wounds, emotions inside of the pelvic floor. And, and I
0: want to pause you there for a second. When yeah. you're moving through this journey of just like sleeping around and, you know, not really, like you said, you were like, you were this or that. And then when you gained all that weight in your body, what did you try any other modalities before you went into sexological body work? Cause I want to dive into that. And I know that's kind of very edgy, at least for me, which is absolutely incredible. And I'm like, Ooh, tell me more. Um, but yeah. for you, did you try anything to kind of, I don't want to say maybe reclaim your sexuality because maybe at the moment you didn't know that's what you needed, but was there anything that you did before that, that led you to the, the body work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um,
1: And let me just super finish that last piece and I'll dive back into that. So after somatic sexology, um, I really realized that my sexual journey stemmed from when I was six years old. Mm. And so when I was six years old, I started playing with myself. I found pleasure. I found clitoral stimulation and i would hide because it felt good but i was made fun of and so there was a lot of bullying that happened i would feel pleasure in my body during class i would feel it when i was shopping with my family they would find me inside of like department store racks like kind of like humping the pole because i had found pleasure no one talked to me about what it was and so that was actually the root of this journey that's where i found sh- like i found shame and around pleasure because no one talked to me about it. And I realized that I didn't have a self-intimacy practice. I didn't have a self-pleasure practice as I grew into an adult past my bodybuilding days, because I thought it was disgusting. If you masturbated, if you um, had any sort of self pleasure practice. And so that's kind of where I really discovered what was transpiring. So before sexological body work, yes, I dove into so much because my body was shutting down and because I only knew the gym and I only knew how to work out and like really be in the masculine with my body. I was told to stop working out. Mm. I was told that I needed to get my body because we went into diving deeper into like blood tests. And I did 24 hour urine collections and MRIs on my pituitary. Like what the hell is going on in my acupuncturist and herbalist was like, you have to like, stop working out. And I was like, what do you do instead? She's like, mm-hmm. go on a walk. I was like, what the fuck do you do on a walk?
0: <laughs> yeah. That could be so challenging, especially like an avid gym goer. Like I was like that too, where it's like, if I miss more than two days, I would shame myself for it. Now it's like two yeah. days, uh, whatever it's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that could have yeah, been so a really, cool. really challenging moment for you. I can, I can physically imagine because I, me yeah I could totally get how that's like what the fuck do I do now yeah she's like what do you mean
1: what do you do on a walk I was like I don't know I literally do not know what you do on a walk I grew up as an athlete also so I was always in gyms always at practice always like doing something I played every sport you can possibly imagine except for football so I'm like I was like what the fuck do you do on a walk so I she's like just try it and she's like no phone I was like what do you want to walk with no phone Uh, and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was really where I started to explore yoga. And then from yoga, it led me and opened this door to, I was living in LA at the time. I explored every single modality and workshop I could get my hands on. I was curious. I was hungry. I was uh, had a deep desire to really learn what the hell was going on. And I think it was a lot of times driven by fixing my body. Like I didn't like where my body was, yeah. but I also didn't like where my mental state was. So I went to sound healing and which led me to like meditation and Akashic record readings. And then it led me to this beautiful woman. Her name's Dr. Nikki Starr. And she does a lot of like relationship and polarity work now, which is really cool. But this was like five years ago or so. And I went to her in-person workshop and it was about self-intimacy or it was about intimacy. And you had to create intimacy with other people that were there that were strangers. And it was like hand massages and hugging and breathing together and like consensual touch and it was the most fucking edgy thing for me I've ever done up to that point yeah. and I was like oh my God, there's something here like I remember that just to share this last piece there was a portion of that workshop that I hugged this man and he was deeply embodied and he's like can I after the hug was over he's like can I reflect something back to you And I was like, absolutely. He's like, you're hugging me with your chest. You're not hugging me with your whole body. He's like, is there something inside of your pelvic floor that you're storing that feels unsafe with male connection? And at that point, I was like, uh, mind you, I've done none of the work. So I was like, (laughs) but my whole, like everything lit up and I was like, oh, Mm. whoa. Mm. And that's like what started me on the journey journey.
0: Wow. I think that's so powerful because I think no matter where you are, whether you, whatever, whatever it is, I think getting curious about yourself and trying to pattern interrupt yourself in that moment, whether like for you, it was like going on a walk. One was a big pattern interrupt for you, but then not taking the phone. And that's just so incredible that it just flipped a switch for you. It was like, if you could just take a pause out of that life, be here you can start to really dive inward. And I, and I know that a lot of us get these intuitive downloads insights when we are by ourselves, when we are in nature or just alone without any external extractions, that's when, you know, spirit, God, creator, whoever can really speak to us and your moment of, of really delving deeper into getting curious about your body. And I just, you know, and I know you and I are on the same path of like everything comes into your reality as you need it. So it's really divine to hear that you started to do this workshop and this man just happened to reflect something that was like really your core, your core truth. And so for those listening that are, you know, maybe struggling with their sexuality or in like wanting to enhance it again in your love life or in yourself personally, because I think it always starts within, it's getting curious about yourself and asking those deeper rooted questions and putting yourself in those edgy situations. So um, Erica, once that happened, you moved to, I well, I, I know this just because I know you, but you moved to Denver and that's where you met your body worker, what did anything transpire after that workshop? and that it was just more like seed was planted. You moved to Denver, and then it was kind of like you were on the like lookout for something deeper. Or did your um your practitioner just kind of happen to just fall in your lap, so to speak? Um, that's a great question. I always think about that. Like, I think
1: it was the the workshop, and then I dove into like whatever workshop would come up. So I was just curious, and then. Through that journey, I ended up exploring, meeting a woman at the yoga studio who did a, um, a retreat in Bali, Australia, Vietnam. And, and then went. in Vietnam. Yes. And oh, I went. Cool. Yeah. And then in Vietnam, I heard like a whisper, you're supposed to move to Denver. I didn't know anyone in Denver, except for I did have f- extended family here who I loved. And I was like, maybe I could move in with them. I don't know if that's weird to ask them. Like, it's not like they're just like, out here taking people into their home all the time. Yeah, And she's like, yeah, I'll get back to you Like in a couple of days. I'll talk to my husband. And yeah, so I, I moved to Denver and I was out on a run in a space where I was trying to build my business. And I was in a season where I just left personal training and I was just in Bali, Australia, Vietnam for two, two and a half months. And I remember that I didn't have money. So I was like, what the fuck? So I would go out on these runs and walks as like my saving grace Mm -hmm. because it was also during, um, during the pandemic. And so I was just like, I think I need something else. I don't know what it is though. And I was listening to this woman's podcast who someone told me I should be introduced to because she lives here in Denver also. And that was, I listened to it. I was like, oh my God, she's telling like my whole story, except for our beginnings were kind of different. And I was like, I need to like work with this woman. And so I had no idea even what it was, to be honest. She's just like, oh, yeah, it's not a sexology and da 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 da. And it's going to help you with like your body image and your money and it's going to help you heal and da da da. And she's like, do you have any questions? And I was like, no, let's do it. It just was like an innate knowing. It was like, yes. I had $300 in my account and it was a 15K investment. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I was like, give me like a week for me to manifest the first payment. And then that way I can get ahead of the first payment and then we can kind of go from there. And I did, it was super aligned. I manifest the payment in like three days, I think. Mm. And yeah, then my whole world just opened up. And
0: And I remember you, you were sharing quite a bit of your story on social. And I remember with me too, I was so curious of like the work you were doing with your body and like, we're going to dive deeper into sexological body work. And for those listening, it, it's edgy. It is like full blown, like connection with another person and just really getting deeper into the physical tissues and all of that, which I want you to share all of that, but from what I know of it. And, um, I remember like your transformation that I just like felt, I just saw this new glow within you. And I know we weren't super close, but we definitely stayed in touch quite a bit. And from you moving through that journey, I think almost every time you speak, you talk about how monumental it was just to dive deeper into your own body. And I, and we obviously know that like trauma is stored in the body and it's the more that we can move through somatically and regulate the nervous system and work with those parts of ourselves in our, that store the physical stories is just so important. I personally started doing this work to a degree in my sexuality over the last few months. And I can tell you I've I've felt so many shifts, seen so many shifts. So yeah, Erica, tell us a little bit more about sex- sexological body work and how that really did transform your connection to yourself, your body, your like all the things. I feel like it just amplified.
1: So many, I feel like that's such a big question. Um where to start? Sexological body work is basically, I guess you would say like somatic <clears throat> sexology is really what I got to experience and <clears throat> somatic sexology is basically it's working with the cells, the tissues, the fascia to uh, create safety in the body, to downregulate the nervous system and then to be able to extract or move out the traumas, the wounds, the ideas about yourselves, the beliefs, the emotions that have been repressed and stored in your body, not just in this lifetime, but up to 14 generations of trauma that's stored inside of the cells, the tissues. Wow. And so sexological body work is, or somatic sexology is basically utilizing breath, sound, movement, and touch in order to understand what is stored in the body and to upheaval it, to be with it, and then to move through it and to choose a new pattern, a new identity. Mm. So what that did for me is, oh my God, so many things, but (laughs) it changed my whole life. Like it really is. The body is the wisdom, the body. If you want to change something in your life, Now, what I stand for is why I do somatic leadership. It's why I really am about self-intimacy and I do somatic breath work and everything is because everything is stored in the body if it's not looked at, right? So what somatic sexology allowed me to do was to look, was to go deep into the body. So these sessions, I guess, just give you a view of what happens. They were about three hour sessions. We did nine of them, I believe, over the course of six months and they're in person And they are first 30 minutes kind of setting the intention, setting the safety, setting the container the second like hour or like hour and a half, I guess. So 30 minutes, then you have an hour of somatics, which is the breath sound movement and touch. You're on the table. You are not clothed. Your body is there to just like really be um, explored.
0: Mm. And then
1: the, 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 the session would pause she would adjust the bed or reset the room. And then we'd move into the more sexological um, bodywork aspect. And then the last 30 would be the integration. So you're on the table, you're naked, the sessions progress. So the first couple sessions were really about safety, voice, consent, moving any traumas, wounds. And then as it progressed, then there became um external vaginal. Work, which would be allowing you to feel the sensations or the lack of sensations within your yoni, which is your vulva, right? And exploring, right? Because where there's pain or where there's numbness, there's a message or mm-hmm. that's a cue that something is being stored there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then the session moved on to intervaginal, where she would utilize her fingers to work with the tissues inside of your pelvic floor to be able to understand what was transpiring, what was being held in my pelvic floor. And then it would move on to pleasure. So really, how do I want to receive pleasure? How do I want to know pleasure? What pleasure feels uncomfortable? What edges can I meet? And it was very much a, yeah, very expansive, very edgy, but very safe experience. And now then after that, I was really challenged with my body, with binging and eat, binging and purging. I was, um, again, told you about the money thing. I was challenged with money. And my binging and purging went away. My body started to lose weight. And my money started to get better. My business started to grow rapidly. So I always say now, this is the work I do with my clients, is it, you, when you want to fix something, so much of society tells us to go treat the effect. Like, okay, you want to fix your body, go treat the effect. You want to fix your money, go save, go write up a money plan. But it's like, if you get to actually the root cause all just works out for you because you're moving through the reason why you're actually having these habits in the first place. So my binging and purging was a habit because I felt unsafe in my body. I felt unsafe in my body because in college, when I told you I was sleeping around I experienced two sexual assaults that Mm -hmm. I just made to be my fault. And I said that if I wasn't drinking, then I wouldn't have been in this situation. It's all my fault. And so I just shoved them down. I kind of made them a joke. One I completely forgot about and only remembered because of this journey. And so you're doing these habits and these patterns and these behaviors as a coping mechanism, as a numbing technique to actually not feel what the truth is inside of your body. And when you can get to the root of that, you free your body from so much. And so it feels safe to be there. There's no dissociation that's happening because you're like, ah, I can be home here in my body and I feel safe. Mm. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like as you were speaking I'm also like thinking about my experiences and how I have realized that I've had some sexual trauma and realizing like how it completely translates into the bedroom. And so I'm curious when you're working with women on their sensual and sexuality, are you finding that a lot of it is like repression of voice or or sharing needs and desires because it's also like expanding your edge too. And so it's not just like healing the trauma, but it's also like, how do I get into more of my body so I can feel more safe to like explore more new intimacy levels with my partner or myself? What do you feel like you found a common thread with the women that you work with around the repression of their sexuality?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I would say the first piece is nervous system. Like, Mm. Most people want to teach about sensuality and sexuality, but there's a bypassing of the nervous system work. And a, and when you think about um, most of women, most, I feel like most of society in general is in a fight or flight pattern, is in a sympathetic state, or it can be in more of a freeze, disconnection, dissociation. So they feel, and, and that relates to lack of safety. So if you don't don't feel safe in your own body then that you don't want to explore what's transpiring in your body Mm -hmm. right so there's a level of safety that gets to be created first before there's like okay i need to just go explore my sexuality by buying a vibrator or i need to go explore my sensuality by putting on lingerie it's like well no let's let's take it a step back and like let's really just create the safety through breath through vocal toning through a lot of nervous system, regulatory practices, uh, resourcing, all of that stuff to create safety every single day, Mm. Create safety. Then the more actually reveals itself to you because then, and and gives you something to explore because now your body feels safe. Your body's so intelligent that it's not going to show you what's available until it feels like you are ready to see it and to feel it. Yeah. And to heal it. So definitely I would say nervous system for sure. First and foremost, everything in my world is a like, we'll start with nervous system first. Um, and then the next thing would be, there's a lot of narrative inside of society that talks about shame Yeah. when it comes to your sexuality and your sensuality. And so it's, when you say like, is it voice? Is it like, what is it? It's really like voice and your pelvic floor, your hips are so intertwined and so connected because of the tissues and the way your vagus nerve connects the pelvic floor to your vocal cords. And one, th- one thing I find is like, if you don't ha- if it's hard for you to have a voice or you're kind of just like people pleasing or being in the good girl narrative, you can, I can guide you to scream and to rep- like, to express and to talk However, sometimes it's so deep that you have to go the roundabout way. Mm. So for example, I was at a retreat, facilitating a retreat uh, a couple of weeks ago, and one of the women was having excruciating neck pain and a headache. And so she was in the middle of a session and the breath work that we were doing had illuminated all the aches and pains that were happening inside of her body because breath just tends to do, do that, right? As you know, yep. <laughs> Um. but her pain lingered for... Like 24 hours, Mm. and so as she's going through her journey, we're in the middle of a combo session, combo session, um, which is an Amazonian tree frog. If you are unfamiliar with that, I know you know, but the listeners. Um, And her headache would not go away. It had been 24 hours. She's like, I drink water. I drink coconut water. I drink electrolytes. I slept. Like, what? Like, what is it? And and so guiding her through that session, I was like, it's not about the headache. Like, what is it about? Mm-hmm. And the day before she like, couldn't open her voice to scream, to let something out. She's like, I want it out, but it won't come out. And I'm like, well, what is it? She's like, I don't know, but it won't come out. And so she, her bo- she knew the intelligence of her body was saying that something was inside of her body. And so instead of being a practitioner that was like, no, you have to scream. I tried a couple of times. I tried for her to just do a silent scream. I tried for her to say something and nothing would come out. And I'm holding her head as I'm doing work on her neck and her scalenes and her SCM. And all of a sudden I'm like holding her neck and I'm like, she's not going to scream by me telling her to scream. She, it's not going to be, it's like, it's deeper than this. And so I'm asking God and I'm holding her head. Like, where do you want me to go to be a guide, a conduit, a facilitator for her experience? And in that it was like her right hip. And so I was like, obviously through consent, asked her, may I go to your right hip? And she's like, yes, please. And so we're doing work on the hip and as she's doing work on the hip or as I'm doing work on the hip and she's breathing and I'm using the touch and she's starting to make a little bit of sound, this huge ass roar comes out of her. Mm. And it was the fact that like your sexual repression and sensual repression can be stored in the hips, causing your throat to close, causing you to not have a voice, people-pleasing, living life for everyone else. And it's like, when you access your sensual and sexual body, so much unlocks for you.
0: Mm. 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 That's powerful. And I can, I can imagine how potent that could feel to allow a, a release like that, especially during breath work or anything in that sort where you're really using the body, like your issues are stored in your tissues. Like we were just talking about earlier. So knowing that a lot of what is stored is in, you know, the hips and in the body. But I think also there's a point to make of like when we are feeling repressed in our sexuality there is parts of our body that do start to kind of cave in or numb. And so for those listening that are maybe on their healing journey of their sexuality, maybe they've had trauma, they've had experiences or they're just not really knowing where that is coming from. It's really like dropping deeper, finding opportunities, I should say, finding opportunities to drop into safety in the body, whether that's like mostly probably with a practitioner or a coach or someone who can help you work through this. And I think also, Giving yourself the permission to explore, and I think I can share that from my own experience too. Where when I started working deeper into my body, into my sexuality, I started realizing like even the word "pussy" would be so triggering for me. And I'm like, why is that? Why is that word so triggering? And then it it brought me back to moments in my in myself and my experiences with men where it was very um, derogatory. And that led me to holding back in the bedroom. And so as I started to self-explore myself with my body and feeling safe, I started to realize there was a lot more to uncover. And so just to really provide evidence and also my own experience to what you're sharing that the body is so deeply ingrained with protecting that shield. And so once you found her space to allow herself to explore it sounds like it really allowed a lot to open up for her. And so when you were when you were working, when you have worked with women on specifically the sexuality, and you mentioned it's voice, but it's also like parts of the body, what do you feel like can open from from that? those experiences of the release of that trauma that's been probably so deeply buried. You even mentioned potentially 14 generations of trauma. Like what does that get to feel like for some people and even maybe yourself of feeling liberated? Maybe that wasn't the word at the moment, but just this like, huh? Like, Whoa, I'm like awakening. What does that get to feel like? I think that's, <laughs> the, like, that's the word I stand
1: by. That's like, a, <laughs> yeah. It's like, Your whole fucking world opens. I would say like, you don't know what you don't know until, you know, and I even, I, your whole world opens. That's all I could say. Like your whole fucking world blasts open. And I feel like the sense of like confidence is
0: also connected to sexuality.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to get into is like my whole, like when I was explaining about the bodybuilding world, like people will look at my pictures I wish I could show you like a visual but my people people look at my pictures and be like you looked so old or mm-hmm. you looked, like that's not you your face yeah. facial you structure, yeah yeah I was just even at this like visionaries dinner last night and I showed the women there and they're like, no fucking way that's you and I was like yeah and it's like your whole demeanor shifts like I was fitness modeling I was um Bodybuilding. I was like what, what you could look at as like being in the best shape of my quote unquote life. It looked like it physically. It wasn't, but, um, and I would be, be like, looked straight through. I would be looked around like, because I didn't hold the level of confidence of embodiment of magnetism of glow that I do now. And there's still more for me to explore. Right. I'm just, I'm calling in like a, a sensual conscious, lover man that can just blast my fucking orgasm to God and mm. like all of this, but there is a level of embodiment. And I like to say like, one of my superpowers is teaching you how to command the room. And mm. what that yeah. means is like having a confidence where you go into a room where no one fucking knows you and everyone wants to know you. Yeah. Like who is this, right? Like I was just at a, a networking event last night where I went and I didn't know basically anyone except for one, the woman who invited me who was hosting. And so I went in and it was like, I didn't have to go seek out conversations or just insert myself into places. Like everyone would compliment my outfit or like try to like come up and talk to me. And it's like, that's the, the, what we do. That's the work that we do for you to come in the room. I'm not going to teach you, go do this step one, walk into the room and flip your hair or wear this type of outfit. It's like, no, I'm going to teach you to get inside of the depths of the darkness of the shadows of the pains, the wounds where you go in and you're just so rooted because you've explored every single fucking aspect of you that you're like, I have stories to tell. I know who I am. If no one talks to me, I still know who I am. If I feel if what people would feel would be awkward, I'll just stand there and just own it and look around and it's like, that's what the, that's what opens up as the world. It's like, you are in a commanding the motherfucking room energy where people are like, who is that? What is she doing? <clears throat> what, like what? And so that's really what opens up is like, you are in a whole different frequency when you've accessed all of those bodies that i all seven bodies that I talked about at the beginning.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful to like also acknowledge like and again I'm also speaking to as my own lived experience of the last three months where I've been doing a lot of inner work I've been doing somatic work I've been doing shifting my belief systems but when I got into the sexual body it was like hey bitch I'm fucking here and I'm ready to roar and it was like this whole like confident era of myself that like I was emulating and, and it and I really feel the more that I got into the vulnerable places because yes trauma and other experiences we've had are vulnerable but I think when you tap into the sexuality piece that is like one of the deepest vulnerabilities that we could have and that's the most vulnerable place we get to share with a partner and so to reclaim that, and to find freedom in that, I think exudes this whole frequency of confidence that you just don't even know about. And, um, I know I'm just getting into my journey, but like just the shift I felt was just like, who the fuck are you? And like the best way. So that's just so, so beautiful to hear that that is also evidence for you and your clients of just like working on that part of you is just,
1: (sighs) yeah. Like I always like to say, like, I, I don't know why this has always been a thing for me, but I can tell since I was like younger and maybe it's because my brothers would point it out. I don't know, but I could tell when there's a couple that walks around and the woman is a well-fucked woman. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a parent. I can look at someone and be like, oh damn, she's not getting fucked. Like, and, or like, they're not having intimate sex or they're not like deeply mm-hmm. connected. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or she's never experienced an orgasm. And it's just an observation, but I can tell, right? So there's an energy. And I think this, I'm saying to this, cause it's more relatable than what I'm about to go into. You can tell when a woman ha- has been, ha- has been having sex. Even there's like a, a saying, right? Like where someone has like a stick up their butt and like, Oh my gosh, she just needs to like have yeah. sex. Yeah. Um, so there's an energy that's already given. And then if you think about, that the amplification of that, when a woman can do that for herself and there's no reliance on someone. And of course there's a desire, right? I'm not saying like, I'm not an advocate for the like strong independent woman. Um, I am definitely an advocate for polarity, but I believe that when she can do that for herself, there's just an energy that she's giving out, right? Like, damn, she's a well-fucked woman, but like now for herself. And so now it's like almost this uh, like God-like energy is moving through her. And so she just gives out a whole different energy, a different frequency. Like people feel her different. And it's because there's the divinity of the feminine, which is life force energy, is her sexual energy. And so like, if you think about the woman, a, a woman has a full- beautiful clitoris to just give her pleasure to just provide pleasure, Mm. you know? And it's like, that's our life force. And when we're so disconnected from that, we're disconnected from so much of who we are.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, I always feel very creative after I've had sex, like so creative. And of course it depends on the person you're with and all of that too. But um, even like after self-pleasure too, it's like, woof, I'm ready to go like write a novel right now or whatever that is, you know, and I, and it, it just like that connection of you're saying it is our life where it's energy. So when we cut it off, don't be upset why you don't have creative energy and you, you aren't maybe friendly and that just, it just, it just all like intuitively and also logically makes sense how they're all deeply connected. And so Erica, I'd love to like wrap up this podcast by asking you what would be like, one to two tips you would give women to enhance their own self-sexuality? Like where, where should we start in order to create that relationship or enhance it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, First things first. I'm the realist. Just kidding. First things first. <laughs> I'm totally like a quoting... Uh, songs type gals. of like, people don't get my quote and song through like what's happening. Um, (laughs) First things first, nervous system always and forever, no matter how evolved you are or how new you are, it's really bringing your nervous system, your body into a space of safety, into regulation, Um, really being in a space that feels safe. And then my second point would be to allow the body to open. So we open, we utilize nervous system regulation through breath and maybe vocal toning. And then allowing the body to open through sense sensuality. And so sensuality, I feel like is a great place to come back to a lot of women when they think of sensuality or they think of self-intimacy, you think of sex. Mm-hmm. But sensuality, I believe, is like the new now. Like, you know, there's a book like The Power of Now. It's like sensuality is the new now that in order to live in the present moment in order to live in your body in order to feel uh connected you must feel your sensations so what do you see what do you hear what do you feel what do you smell what do you touch like all of that what is he, what do you taste all of that is going to ignite a new level of safety in your body and a new level of connection to your body so really it's about Sensuality before sexuality, mm-hmm. and and then in that there gets to be a space of sexual exploration. So if you're just new and you're just getting started, and you've been evolved, I would look at nervous system first. If you're deeply connected to your body and you're in your feminine, you already feel sensual and you already massage your body with oil, and you're already alive in in how you move through the world then it's really about exploring your edges sexually. And and when I say sexuality, it's it's really about your own sexuality before sexuality with a partner. And the more you know your body, the more you enhance your sexual connection with someone else, because you know what you like, you know what you don't like, you know how to move, you know where to hit, that makes you feel more pleasure. And so Really, it's about exploring you. And if you're not having great sex, say with a partner, I always tell women, Well, like, do you explore for yourself? Or, like, he's not good in the bedroom. I'm like, Great. Well, is that you or is that him? Do you even know what you like? Have you even explored yourself? And in that, they don't like to hear it, but it's very much take ownership, take responsibility for your own body, for your own sensuality and sexuality.
0: Mm. And in
1: that, then it gets to enhance. So, I would definitely say nervous system, sensual, sen- like I love sensual body oiling um, mm-hmm. is a really beautiful one with like sound frequency and smell. Um, and then you know, there's so many things, but then you could do like, yeah, I'd say that, that's, a, that's like a good place to start body or like mirror gazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can get into more of the like, external vulva yoni mapping internal vulva yoni mapping and then from there there's just like a whole world of edges that you can oh. explore and
0: yeah and you yeah. you've done a lot of that yoni mapping internal like exploring well, with even such yes. awesome body work, so when you're ready for that level, yeah. Erica, <laughs> all levels, but yeah, exactly. That's really cool. exactly. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. That's so insightful for I think a lot of women who are looking to reconnect. And I think first and foremost, it's like before you take an action, drop into safety, find nervous system regulation, even just like checking in with, even like. Placing your hands on parts of your body, how is your nervous system flaring up? What are you feeling? That can also creating awareness of your body and where it's at can be so helpful. Then to start diving deeper into these tips and creating these containers for yourself to go deeper and deeper every every time you go in because you're starting to develop that relationship with your body, with your heart to just de-armor a little bit and like, oh, it's safe here. I'm safe in my body and all of that. So that's so beautiful. Like I took notes in this, like, Oh, absolutely stunning. I thank you so much for your wisdom and your experience and also your lived experience too, which I think is so important as you delve deeper into this work. Um, Erica, thank you so much for being here before I let you go. Could you share where we can connect with you? And is there anything that you're working on that we can get involved with right now?
1: Yes, you can totally connect. Connect with me on Instagram, which is just my first and last name, Erica Hepperly, and then you can vibe with me if you're into the the love and the relationships on TikTok. It's Elevation Erica, and I have a beautiful free nervous system training called Permission to Thrive. It is a three-part training that teaches you about your nervous system, the polyvagal theory. The um, it takes you into exploring the stages of your nervous system, and then some practices to be able to uh, do that. So you can start with that, and then see how you feel in your body, and you can you can explore your sexuality and sensuality, or sensuality and sexuality, when it comes in your nervous system together. So, oh,
0: yeah, that. beautiful. All of that will be in the show notes. And again, thank you, my love, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, What a powerful episode. Coming on here just to lovingly remind you that we now have a question form to fill out. So if you would like your question answered or if you would like to hear more specific topics or hear from specific guest experts, I'm really inviting you to go to the show notes, click the link for the question form and fill out your question. It can be completely anonymous. This just helps me craft and curate the best conversations with expert leaders and also solo episodes. So again, thank you for your participation, your interaction and listening and supporting this podcast.